Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Well, today I have been informed by three listeners of the podcast that the new Punky Brewster reboot full trailer was released today. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to get on that. And I did tell them all, I will be, that. that's what this is. I'm going to, we're going to listen to the trailer. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to give, you know, my thoughts, my opinions on it. And just, yeah. Ah! I already watched it. I loved it. February 25th. Can't get here fast enough. (laughs) Of course, uh, I believe I probably mentioned it in the last podcast. I was a little iffy about how I wanted to do the episodes for the podcast, and I think what I want to do is stick to my original plan, which is covering an episode a month. That way, we'll stretch it out, make it last the year. I'm going to to be watching the episodes, of course, on my own, for my own enjoyment, and then I'll come back and I will review the episodes. Now, as far as the Brandon Tailwag, I know that was a segment of the Punky Brewster podcast. Brandon's sadly not with us anymore, which is understandable because dogs only live to be a certain age. There is another golden retriever on the show in the new trailer. We, I don't believe we got his name or hers. We don't, I I don't know. I'll have to look at that dog again a little better. (laughs) Yeah, that sounded very wrong. Um, But anyway, yeah, that's what I kind of want to do. We'll just... Maybe instead of Punky's principles, we'll have Izzy's ideals or something like that. Because now we're going to not only be following Punky and her family, we're also going to be following the adventures of Izzy, the young girl that comes to live with Punky and her family. So, all right. I think I've talked enough. I'm ready to... Yeah, let's listen to the trailer and then I'll come back and I will break it down for y'all. Play shoes. I remember that girl. And she never feet. Why should I wear she doesn't shoes? Stoops? Newly single. A professional photographer. Used to be fun. I'm still fun. Here comes the dance. Can't stop. I'm still trying to figure things out. 
Alright, as I said, now I'm actually going to break the trailer down scene by scene. The first scene, of course, we hear Cherry's voice saying, Nice shoes. I remember that girl. And she and Cherry and Punky are sitting on the couch. You're having a little wine. Just relaxing at the end of a day. Having their girl time. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, let me correct myself. Cherry is drinking wine out of a wine glass, I'm guessing. But Punky, they're both kicking up their feet up on the coffee table, and Punky is sipping on a beer. And I love how outside the window is pretty much the same backdrop as what it was in the original show with the buildings outside. It's nighttime. The lights are on outside. And as I said when I covered the teaser trailer of the Punky Brewster reboot, this clearly is the same. This is the apartment that Henry and Punky were in. Everything is pretty much exactly the same. There have, of course, been modifications over the over 30 plus years. Of course, we get... A quick little snippet flashback to the first episode of Punky Brewster where Henry and Punky are on the couch. She's explaining to Henry why she has two different colored shoes. She has to have two different feet. Why shouldn't I have two different shoes? That makes sense. We also get a quick little snippet of her doing uh, the dance from Flashdance. I'm a maniac, maniac on the floor. <laughs> When she's in that empty apartment with little puppy Brandon. Oh, Brandon, my heart. And also Henry. Oh, I miss him. But surprise, surprise at what Punky's career is. I was talking to Jeremy. I just had watched the episode Accidents Happen, the season two finale, you know, um, in remembrance of the Challenger disaster and everything and Henry was bringing up the fact you know he has his old camera and he wants to give you give the camera to her in hopes that maybe she'll follow in his footsteps one day and at the time she's like no I don't think so that's because she wants to be an astronaut and I'm really curious to see we did not get that in season three and four that pretty much seemed like it was just dropped. We do see a, I remember a Cabbage Patch doll wearing a spacesuit in season three and four. That was about the only throwback to Punky wanting to be an astronaut. So I'm curious if they will bring that back where maybe one of the kids has an interest in it, but Punky's a photographer. Photographer. Ah! Oh, oh my God. Well, now I'm kind of curious as to what happened to Punky's place. Unless she just turned it into a large photography studio. I'm not sure. Alright, let's get back to this trailer. She is sporting, adult Punky is sporting one orange Converse shoe and one 
red Converse shoe. I want to check. I want to say, I honestly think that they could market this. Punky Brewster Converses. Wait, is it? So, are they Converse or are they, what do they call them? Oh, like, Chuck Taylor shoes? I can't spell to save my life. Ay ay ay. Oh, Chuck Taylor Converse. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. There we go. Oh, my gosh. I would so wear... I've never worn Converse in my life, but I would wear a red and an orange Converse, or I would wear, like, a lavender and a teal one. We also see a black Afghan blanket on the corner of the couch that has, you know, different colors that I think also was from the original Punky Brewster show. Okay, so I'm seeing where the closet is here, and I think that dog that we see in the trailer already lives with this family. I know that Brandon and Punky were, like, tied to the hip. They were basically attached to the hip, and we did see a lot of their adventures, you know, together. He was really a big integral part of the show and I'm just seeing where that closet would be I'm seeing like a curtained doggy door with you know curtains and behind it we're seeing like not a dog crate but kind of like a doggish house almost also with the front door open we see into the hallway and we look up those same set of stairs that would normally go up to Cherry and Betty's apartment. And I'm I just remember, you know, cuz I just watched that episode of season 2, you know, on a few of season 3 and whatnot and just <laughs> icky that that olive green like carpeting going up the stairs. I'm like gosh, I hope they change that one day. And it looks really good. The stairs look beautiful. I like the blue car navy carpet that they got going up the stairs. The railings are kind of a cream white. I just, I love how just, I mean, just seeing with the door hanging over, you can see into the hallway. It's just, it's so, so, so updated. I mean, yes, it has to. It's been 30 plus years, but I just, I love it so much. The apartment itself holds so much character because if you think about it, when Henry lived there, you know, he was an older, you know, he had his own taste, his own style and stuff. And I know that when Punky came to live with him, you know, she was putting up her Michael Jackson poster on the swinging door into the kitchen and just adding her own little touches like to her, her room and everything like that. And it's just, I, this, I love that she gets to like do the apartment you know, in her own style with, you know, bright colors. Another thing I love the Peacock logo is a nice fuchsia color with a whitewashed brick background. And it, I just, I, I love that it's just, it's, it's retro-ish, but it's also kind of new. It's like blending two styles in one. Okay, so we do have old... So I was going to say Soleil. We have Punky's older daughter, Hannah, kind of narrating, saying, you know, letting us, the viewers, know Punky is now newly single. 
And the thing is, she doesn't say divorced in the trailer. She says, I just separated from your dad, which means they, she even uses the term broke up. It looks like Punky is sitting on a box or, or some, a cushion and just kind of doing the, oh, oh, the meditating. Well, she's a single mother, so she's got to get her, her me time and her meditation to clear her. Do her meditation. <laughs> uh, I spy that old stereo setup in the back corner, and I'm like, is that for cassette tapes? It sure is. Wait, didn't Henry have, like, old, re old records were around when I was <laughs> When I was little, um, but yeah, she's got that set up. See, that's what I love about this. I can, I can, you know, while breaking apart the trailer, I'm catching stuff like that are throwbacks to the original series. I also love how in the corner, <clears throat> in the original series, it was just a window in the living room, but now they made it into a little nook cushion with a bunch of pillows, and it looks gorgeous. Hannah also. It sounds like she's filling out a dating app for her mom because she says professional photographer. We do see Punky with a camera. We also see a chessboard set up. So I don't know if she's, I don't know if they really do magazine ads nearly as much as they used to anymore. You know, that's what Henry was doing, like photo layouts for magazine ads. Like when he was having Brandon, you know, doing a dog food ad for like a magazine now the place that they're at is not in this scene because punky is taking a photo probably shooting for an ad or something she's got daniel her youngest son on his laptop there's a young boy and a young girl maybe friends of daniel's that are playing with something that looks kind of like a koosh ball but not in the other thing i can't really tell I don't know whether it's like old toys, retro toys, or newer toys. The couch setup is a sectional here. So I'm kind of wondering, we know that Henry lost that photography studio in towards the end of season two. So he didn't have it anymore. And then, of course, he quit the Warnemont Studios that he had had in at the end of, um, it was midway, it was like towards the end of season three, I believe, because, or halfway through season three, because he wound up doing the, uh, Punky's Place. I mean, maybe I am reaching, I don't think that's, like, Punky's Place reinvented into a, a studio. Maybe it is, maybe it's not, maybe she has her own, who, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just guessing. So we go to the kitchen where Hannah is going through her phone, putting it aside. It really does sound like she's making a dating app or uh, filling out a profile for Punky, saying how she used to be fun, and Punky's like, I'm still fun. So basically this trailer, of course, is cut together with different scenes from different episodes. It seems like every single wall is a different color, which I get that. Even the refrigerator is like a baby blue teal color. Because there's a scene where Punky is in the kitchen with her kids and Izzy's there. 
wearing a hooded jacket, so I don't know if, like, this is her first breakfast with Punky and her kids, because she looks a little apprehensive. We have her, Punky's oldest son, Diego. <laughs> looks like he's trying to brace Izzy for something that the kids are familiar with. You know, Punky goes into these dance routines or... These moments where she's so excited she wants to dance. She's not doing the maniac. I don't know what she's doing. Now we get Punky's narration talking about how she's raising three kids on her own and how it's not easy. There's a scene where I'm guessing Hannah must have her own room because she's the oldest. They must have made a lot of modifications. I'm guessing Izzy's going to be sharing a room with Hannah and Diego and Daniel share their own room. Maybe they have... Where is... <laughs> that place only had... It had a bathroom and it had two bedrooms. Oh my goodness. The other boys run out of the room and it looks like uh, Hannah's going to get a serious talking to from Punky. Like, alright, somebody messed up here. What happened? Someone's in trouble. Okay, this... Hannah looks like she does have Punky's old room. It's not splashed with color. The only reason I say it looks like it's Punky's room is because it's got that window. It's got a bright sun smiley face with the rays. There is no tree there. My guess is it probably was cut down. In Punky Brewster, there was a tree there. Alan would climb up that tree. Um, what the heck's that kid's name from season three? is only in two episodes. Um... Oh my goodness, I can't think of it. Spud, that's what it was. Yeah, he was the one that also climbed up into uh, her bedroom. It looks like there could be a fire escape right outside that window, which there never was. Like I said, there was just a tree. And it looks like, I'm kind of wondering, is Hannah a teenager who's into fashion? Because she's got one of those clothing mannequin dummies for you know, people that are into fashion and making their own clothes and stuff like that, like shirts and whatnot. There are two fluffy beanbag chairs in that room. There's like barely any space on that floor. But the closet is exactly where the closet was in Punky's room. And Hannah just has a regular bed. There is no flower covered bed. I think at some point that Punky would have outgrown that flower. She would have gotten too big for that. Or maybe she had it all the way through high school and college. Punky also in a voiceover says she's really having a hard time keeping it all together. We do see a shot of Punky. Now it looks like Izzy is sleeping in the same bed with her probably until they make other arrangements to uh, get her a bed somewhere. Definitely in this trailer it seems like we see Punky wear some type of kimono slips. So is this the episode maybe where she might be going on? There's an episode called Something to Do with Dating. And I think it's got to do with Punky. Let me see here. Making room for Izzy. Two first dates. That might be what that is that I'm seeing. And maybe the one where Punky is sharing a bed or Izzy... You know, they're sharing a bed. Maybe that could be making room for Izzy. That could be the second episode. This next scene I just talked about with the kimono slips could be two first dates. 
Looks like the boys are trying to help her, like, decide what to wear. Daniel is holding a bottle of perfume. This is clearly Henry's bedroom that we never saw on Punky Brewster. We never saw his bedroom. Because it's a pretty large room. It is very large. It's got, like, a regular, probably queen-size bed with enough room to spare. Now, didn't Henry and Punky Brewster also have a... Not a curio case, but uh, like a glass cabinet where he held a lot of like um, like old dishes or old you know, collectible plates and um, figurines and stuff. I, I swear that he had something like that because Punky has it in her room. One thing I noticed this <laughs> there are a lot of rugs like there's at least two in Punky's room. There's like, one that's a doormat with a peace sign right outside the door in the hallway, too. Lots of rugs, lots of area rugs and runners. When Punky walks across the room of her bedroom, we do see the dog sitting. Okay, I'm like, for a second there, when I played, I'm like, what's that? Oh, it's the dog. Okay. Punky also, in the voiceover, says it's time to focus on myself and my needs. Aside from her children's needs. Gotta take care of herself as well. So, looks like Hannah is going through the possible prospects of eligible bachelors that may or may not have clicked on Punky's pro profile. <laughs> it's like, oh, she's like, oh, this one's cute. And Punky tells her daughter, I am not ready to date again. I, like, just broke up with your father. And we see Punky and Travis, her ex, in a car together. I guess they're going to pick up the kids from school together. I'm interested to know how she and Travis met. My guess is college. Hannah shows Punky a picture of a fireman. And it's just kind of funny how Punky says, a fireman? Then she he says, holy mechanoli. It's almost like how Uncle Jesse says have mercy but she's turning it because before punky bruce she, she when she'd be surprised she'd be like holy mackinoli now she's like holy mackinoli we get another shot of the white brick wall with the the saying the original free spirit is back and free is kind of a fuchsia magenta color and spirit is a, a teal color so, we also hear in the voice over Punky is telling her children that there's a little girl that needs a place to stay. And the kids are like, no, no. And Punky's like, I don't care. This is happening. We, the shot I actually stopped on here, it looks like Punky's at Fenster Hall. Or a definitely a better updated version of Fenster Hall. Punky's sitting on a couch. And there's Legos on the table in front of her. And all of a sudden, the seat cushion pops up. And this little girl wearing, uh, I guess if you want to call it an army surplus jacket. A green, uh, army green surplus jacket. And she's wearing a, a hat. I guess if you want to call it like a stocking cap. A stocking hat. She also includes like a little girl who needs a place to stay while... Cherry is finding her a home. Yeah, she's wearing a grayish black stocking cap and she pops herself out. She asks, is the coast clear? It looks like Izzy, her hair is uh, long and brown. 
And it looks like it's been kind of colored on the ends. Like someone used some um, Halloween type, you know, hairspray to it. Yeah, it's like, on one side it's like got blue kind of running down the side of it. I love how Punky's just on her phone and she kind of looks over at Izzy. And she's like, oh, you must be Izzy. So my guess is Cherry's probably already told Punky about Izzy. Yeah, she tells him, oh, we all have to agree, she tells her kids. And they're all like, no, absolutely not. And she points at them and says, I don't care, we're doing this. You can, you don't get a choice. You don't get a matter. So in the next scene here, <laughs> Travis is at the table of the kitchen island. I guess he's making Izzy breakfast. And Punky comes in, she is wearing... A torn long sleeve shirt with the uh, the neck and shoulder exposed, and she's wearing a white tank top underneath. And I like that look. I think that's a really cool look. And she goes up to Travis, kisses him, and says, "Hi, babe." And she walks away, turns around, and is like, "Wait a minute." She's like, "Wait, what just happened?" She looks at Travis and says, wait, you're not supposed to be here. We're divorced. Okay, so they are. We do have confirmation now. I thought they were just broken. At some point, I'm guessing in season one, they go from being broken up to officially divorced. Or maybe they have been divorced and she's just seen using terms like separated or broken up. Looks at him and she tells him, and don't call me babe. And he looks at her like with an raised eyebrow and says, uh, you called me, babe. I gotta say that, I mean, I liked Freddie Prince Jr. I thought, you know, She's All That was a good movie. I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. And I, I know that he was in other movies after that that I probably didn't get to. But, um, I'm liking the salt and pepper look on Freddie Prince Jr. It's very distinguished. I love how... Izzy just notes the obvious as she <laughs> takes her fork that's got a piece of pancake on it, points it in Punky's direction and says, you still have a thing for him. <laughs> now we get another shot of the white brick wall and it says grown up with magenta and lavender colored letters. I just, I love this. I know not every single letter is a different color, but I like this. The colored font. We see... Punky point to Travis as she says, I want to focus on this family. And we cut to all the kids asleep on the couch. Aww. And we have the dog laying across Diego and Daniel. So cute. I want to know the dog's name. Punky and Travis giving each other a fist bump. <laughs> Co-parenting. It's, it's definitely interesting. Here, I want, I'm excited to see how this works. Because if you think about it, I mean, Punky went from you know, two parents to her mother and then to Henry, where she pretty much was a, the child of a single parent. Now she, as an adult, is going from married to single to co-parenting. You get the white brick wall again with the still punk with the turquoise and the pink letters. So we get a broader look, like the camera is pulled back, so we get a bigger look of the kitchen so that long kitchen table looks like a, a kitchen island and we have a rounder table which looks like a regular kitchen table where Izzy is 
eating cocoa cocoa weedies punky yells to her kids that she's making pancakes and then we see her pouring coffee from a coffee pot onto the griddle and she's like i'm not making pancakes <laughs> and it looks like on the kitchen island it looks like the kids got all their lunch packs all up there for it looks like they're you know they got a school day i don't know whether izzy's in school or not i don't know i think she's got to be what eight nine years old so I don't, I don't know i'm really interested to hear about what Izzy's backstory is and how she came to wind up at Fenster Hall. Are we going to go the same route that we did with Punky where her parents were, I think I, I, I've read the term as Punky's parents referred to as deadbeats where her dad walked out and then her mom dropped her off at a shopping center and drove away. So I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how this goes, like if it's going to be the same setup or a different type of setup, more with what's going on in the world today. Does Izzy have siblings? Is she an only child? Is she part of, I, I really hope it's not an abusive home situation. I really hope that it's not. Could be a case of neglect. Just, I don't know. I gotta say, though, this kitchen is definitely a lot bigger than the one in the original show. It even looks like where the door was when there's always a back door in the kitchen where, like, the kids would, like, sometimes come in from or go out of. And I'm kind of wondering if that's... But I really like the brick facade in that kitchen. It, is, it really... It almost gives a kind of a nice creative artsy feel to it. The stove is a burnt red and it's got an old kind of retro relic look to it. There's even, and this seems like a, a, a page out of Fuller House's book with the coffee cup, with the single letter of the character that's drinking it because there's a coffee cup with a P on it in black lettering. I'm like, oh yeah, that's Fuller House. Okay, so I'm not sure what this scene is here. We have Daniel kind of doing a little... Uh, groove dance thing in the living room. Diego's there. We also have Cherry and then a couple, a man with, a, with dark hair and a goatee and a woman with reddish hair pulled back in a ponytail. I don't know who they are. Could they be prospective possible foster parents to take in Izzy is my guess. We get a shot of Cherry and Punky just like probably from the same scene in the opening of the trailer. Them clinking, you know, beer and wine glass against each other <laughs> as Travis comes out of the room probably saying goodnight to the kids. We do see in the next scene Travis is talking to Diego telling him how your mom and I are trying to work things out. Oh he says we're still trying to figure things out like this whole co-parenting thing because now we got a shot of Punky in the driver's seat of a car Travis is riding shotgun and the kids are all in the back. And he explains to his son that they are still a family. And then we get a different shot of this. looks like the same episode of the kids are asleep on the couch and the dog is laying across Diego and Daniel. Remember how I was talking about that, uh, that closet door that looks like it's been the bottom half of the door is being revamped kind of what they, um, 
a arch with some curtains for the dog to go through. Well, above that, it does look like it's a little bed that's been set up. Probably the length of the closet that's been taken out. And it's like there's a little bit. So that is a makeshift bedroom. Well, it's not a bedroom. It's a bed. Travis, Travis continues to narrate to his son. We're still a family, but it just looks a little different. Okay, I gotta describe the sandwich that Izzy is making because I can't tell what there's like. I can't tell if there's lettuce and shredded cheese and a hot dog and what looks like could maybe be either bread or French toast and whipped cream on top. Bleh. I see marshmallows and sprinkles. Is it really a hot dog without that? That's mm. Do you see on the table there is strawberry preserves? peanut butter, and sprinkles. Oh, she's using that Ready rip, ready Whip spray can on it. Okay. Oh my gosh, there's a ketchup bottle. Oh, what? I, okay, whatever. I mean, that's her thing. We can't fault someone for trying a combination of foods. There's even salad dressing opened. There's a bunch of containers open. And Izzy asks Travis, hungry? And he's like, I think I'd rather watch you explode. And she takes a bite of this ginormous sandwich. And yes, there is a hot dog sticking out of it. Looks like the apartment building does have an elevator because we do see Hannah and Izzy doing a dance inside the elevator. So I'm not sure what that episode could be from. We see Cherry hugging Punky on the couch. We see the kids all piling one after another on top of Punky. It's a lot of weight on one person, especially when you're on the bottom. <laughs> Looks like Punky is going on. This might be the my or my first two my two dates episode. I'm guessing because Punky comes out and she's saying about how she there's something that's been missing from her life. And she's wearing a black strapless dress and she's hugging her, her daughter Hannah. My guess is, I think maybe Hannah's going on a date and Punky's also going on a date. That would be my guess. Or one of my listeners actually suggested what if it were the scenario like in season four where Punky in the, I think it's the, the, the Dilemma episode where she ends up making a date with two boys at the theater and has to keep running back and forth between theaters. Might be that scenario, only a grown-up, adult version. And in the next clip we see... Punky telling Izzy, my punky power. She's talking about her punky power. That's what, you know, kept her going and when times got hard and just believing in that and knowing that she'd be okay and she'd get through hard times. See another shot of Cherry and Punky on the couch slapping high five. Punky's got her phone and Cherry's like, Punky Brewster is back. Okay, so my guess is... Punky finally decided to select somebody from her list of guys that checked out her profile. Where, like, she's been a hesitant, like, I don't know if I want to get back out there in the dating pool. And then she actually does, after she and Cherry kind of go through the prospects of, eh, no, I don't know, what about this one? No, no, mm, no, no. Of course, the scene we got from the teaser where Punky is downing a plastic jug of OJ and Daniel looks at her and he's like, Mom, 
And then she takes a glass and spits some OJ into it. She looks at Daniel and says, is that better? <laughs> we see the br- white brick wall again, Punky Brewster, February 25th. Now the word Brewster is in all black, and then we have magenta or fuchsia, teal, and lavender, uh, lavender for the letters of Punky. And that was the trailer. Oh my goodness. I Let's see here. I got my calendar. I'm looking at it right now. Today is the second. We have one, two, three full weeks. Let's see. Wait. Three weeks. One, two. Uh, basically a month. Just about. All right, so I'm going to look at YouTube and kind of see what some of the comments people, you know, these are going to be clean comments, so no bad ones. I am the happiest Gen Xer alive right now, and I am the happiest elder millennial. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Did she, did anyone else notice she had a refrigerator just like the one her friend almost, oh, well, refrigerators have come a long way. They even have refrigerators that have, like, a screen on it that you can actually see, like, what's inside your refrigerator without even opening it. Some of these throwbacks. Let me know when they visit the haunted cave. <laughs> Four-year-old me rejoices. I guess I'm signing up for Peacock, LOL. I literally cannot wait. Wonder if Margot will return too. This person says, yes, I'm so excited for the reboot of Punky Brewster. Okay, actually, I want to not call this a reboot anymore. I want to call it this person on YouTube who actually is doing his own trailer reaction called this a revival. And I think that is a great way to refer to the Punky, the new Punky Brewster. I'm I think I'm going to see what calling it a revival, too. So, all right. I'm going to end it here. I hope you guys all enjoyed my trailer breakdown. And, I, like I said, I, I, I can't wait till the 25th. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch it, of course, on the day. And then that weekend, I'll get the first episode out. Then, you know, each month I'll pop out another one until I've done all 10 of them. I hope everybody right now is having a good beginning to February. Uh, the Groundhog, of course, Pucks Tony Phil. Did he see a shadow? Did he not? I think he did. I can't really, I can't even remember how that goes. Still six weeks of winter. There's still six weeks of winter regardless. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, it doesn't really make a big difference now that, you know, I'm residing in Texas over Michigan. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is definitely, it's definitely different. This winter is definitely different. It's like my body's trying to figure out what season it is. Because sometimes I'll go out and it'll be like 40, 50 degrees. And I'm like, it'll feel like, like it's spring, but it's not. Or I'll see, like, be driving around and see leaves on the road. I'm like, gosh, this makes it feel like fall. And it just, it's like my mind's all discombobulated with it. Like, I don't know, what's he, I know we're in winter, but it's just, 
Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> Another thing I actually wanted to do, I know like every, I've done two of them now. Last year, the book recommendations that I've done, I think I'm going to combine January and February together, maybe do it every couple months. So that way it's not like three plus hours long. But, um, because I did, I read like 15 books. I know I said I was going to end the podcast, but I want to talk for a bit. I mean, if you guys want to like end the podcast here, you can if you, if you want to stop here and like, but if you want to, you know, you know what, I think, you know what, I think I'm just going to talk about a couple books. I'm going to talk about a couple and then I'll do more of an in-depth one. Um, one thing I wanted to do and I kind of figured after I thought about it, I'm like, this isn't going to work. Because I wanted to, I want to reread the Harry Potter series again. I read the first one for a second time back in like 2014. And then I'm like, I want to read the Harry Potter series. And like, but then I'm thinking about it and like, but those books are just, they're amazing. Don't get me wrong. But when you get through like the fourth onto the, they are hunk of book. They are huge books. So I'm, I told Jeremy because I, you know, have, you know, my copies and his copies combined. He had one through four. I had five through seven. And I'm like, hey, why don't we do like a combined reading thing? And Jeremy, he's not really big into reading. But anyway, I just thought, I thought about, let yeah, do that this year. And I'm thinking, no, I, I don't want to give myself a time limit on it because I do want to read other books. And... I have not, I mean, as far as books two through seven, I read the first through four originally. I think it was like 2000 and 2001 when I was, you know, in high school, towards the end of my high school years. And then season, or season, um, book five didn't come out until 03 when I was almost 21 and working at the video store. I actually, that was the first copy I actually went out and bought. Books six and seven, I dragged Jeremy to the midnight release at Meyer. And I remember the last book, Jeremy, he did not want to go there and have to, ugh, the line, it's mid going on midnight, I don't want to do this. And it was right after we got back from our honeymoon, we're like, no, no, I, I, I could have waited, but I don't know why I chose that. But anyway, so I'm just going to make that a thing. Like, I'll read the books again, but I'll read them in my own time. So I definitely wanted to read some books for Black History Month because it's February. One book I read, Something to Say, is a really, really good book. It's by Lisa Moore. Is it Ramey, I think? I rated it five stars. I can give you the synopsis here of this. From the author of A Good Kind of Trouble, a Walter Dean Myers honor book, comes another unforgettable story about finding your voice and finding your people. Perfect for fans of Sharon Draper, Meg Medina, and Jason Reynolds. 11-year-old Janae doesn't have any friends. And she's just fine with that. She's so good at being invisible in school, it's almost like she has a superpower. Like her idol, Astrid Dane. At home, Janae has plenty of company, like her no-nonsense mama, her older brother Malcolm, who is home from college after a basketball injury, and her beloved Grandpa Geet. 
Then a new student shows up at school, a boy named Aubrey, with fiery red hair and a smile that won't quit. Janae can't figure out why he keeps popping up everywhere she goes. The more she tries to push him away, the more he seems determined to be her friend. Despite herself, Janae starts getting used to having him around, but when the two are paired up for a class debate about the proposed name change for their school, Janae knows this friendship has an expiration date. Aubrey is desperate to win and earn a coveted spot on the debate team. There's just one problem. Janae would do almost anything to avoid speaking up in front of an audience, including risking the first real friendship she's ever had. This book was so amazing. I want to write what I put because I just, I love this review that I gave. It was just gorgeous. This book was so beautifully written. From the story, the characters, Janae, Aubrey, Malcolm, Guy, and Tia Rosalie, and Mr. Humphreys, and the rest of Janae's family. The heart and illustrations, everything about this book spoke to me on so many levels. My dad was a big fan of John Wayne back in the day, and I had no idea of the controversy surrounding his public opinion, and sadly I'd never heard of Sylvia Mendez until I read this book. But you better believe I looked her up and was shocked to hear about her story. I could relate to Janae in the fear of public speaking in class when I was growing up. It really stressed me out. Believe me, I know about the stress sweat. The one thing that stresses me about as an adult are job interviews, especially when you haven't done one in years. Everyone needs a friend like Aubrey. Granted, yes, he was a bit outspoken and loud, overly excited, but that boy loves with his whole heart, and he saw something in Janae that took her a while to realize. She had the power of her voice. She just needed that chance to raise her voice and know the world wasn't going to end when she did. It's hard to go back to being alone when someone works so hard to be in your life. This book will stay with me long after I put it back on the shelf. I would highly recommend it for Black History Month and any time of the year. Another book I definitely would recommend for Black History Month. This is the first book I read by this author, Brandy Colbert, The Only Black Girls in Town. This book actually was released... Oh my goodness, this book was almost released a year ago? Re really? I didn't know that. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Award-winning YA author Brandy Colbert's debut middle grade novel about the two about the only two black girls in town who discover a collection of hidden journals revealing shocking secrets of the past. Beach loving you know, I need to get some water. My mouth is really dry. Alright. Beach loving surfer Alberta has been the only black girl in town for years. Alberta's best friend Laramie is the closest thing she has to a sister, but there are some things even Laramie can't understand. When the bed and breakfast across the street finds new owners, Alberta is ecstatic to learn that the family is black and they have a 12-year-old daughter just like her. Excuse me. Alberta is positive she and the new girl, Edie, will be fast friends, but while Alberta loves being a California girl, Edie misses her native Brooklyn and finds it hard to adapt to small-town living. When the girls discover a box of old journals in Edie's attic, they team up to figure, oh my goodness, to figure out exactly who's behind them and why they got left behind. 
Soon they discover shocking and painful secrets of the past and learn that nothing is quite what it seems. I loved this book. This year so far, the books I've read just in January are just amazing. Yeah, I'm going to get some others here. I'm going to go through to Alone. This one is a novel in verse. It's so good. It's by Megan E. Freeman. It actually came out January 12th of 2021. And it's a pretty fast, I mean, it's a novel in verse, which is just words straight down the page, not, well, you know. All right. When 12-year-old Maddie hatches a scheme for a secret sleepover with her two best friends, she ends up waking up to a nightmare. She's alone, left behind in a town that has been mysteriously evacuated and abandoned. With no one to rely on, no power, and no working phone lines or internet access, Maggie slowly learns to survive on her own. Her only companions are a Rottweiler named George and all the books she can read. After a rough start, Maddie learns to trust her own ingenuity and invents clever ways to survive in a place that has been deserted and forgotten. As months pass, she escapes natural disasters, looters, and wild animals. But Maddie's most formidable enemy is the crushing loneliness she faces every day. Can Maddie's stubborn will to survive carry her through the most frightening experience of her life? And I'll do I'll do one more book here that I read that I think is great for this time of year. It's called The Sea in Winter by Christine Day. In this evocative, evocative and heartwarming nar- novel for readers who love the thing about jellyfish, the author of I Can Make This Promise tells the story of a Native American girl struggling to find her joy again. It's been a hard year for Maisie Cannon ever since she hurt her leg and could not keep up with her ballet training in auditions. Her blended family is loving and supportive, but Maisie knows that they just can't understand how hopeless she feels. With everything she's dealing with. Maisie is not excited for their family midwinter road trip along the coast near the Mecca community where her mother grew up. But soon, Maisie's anxieties and dark moods start to hurt as much as the pain in her knee. How can she keep pretending to be strong when on the inside she feels as roiling and cold as the ocean? So those are, that's the highlights of the books that I read in January. They're really, really just amazing, and they definitely have stayed with me. So, all right, I will say goodnight. It's 11 p.m., and I'm going to get this podcast episode up and out there for you to listen to. So it should be available before midnight. Bye-bye, everybody. Please, again, please stay safe. Be careful and take precautions. Bye-bye.